Live from the Huntington Hilltop. Coming to you from Rustin Tustin. In the morning, Nathan Penetration. In the morning, Brian Black. It's official. Sand. What? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um, Google Chrome and I are no longer speaking. You got a divorce? Yeah. Um, I'm seeing the Brave browser now. It's also built on Chromium. I'm yeah. I'm enjoying it. I've been using it too since yesterday. I like it. You were the inspiration so, for that. Getting off Chrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't wanna I wanna get off Gmail too. I wanna get off every Google service. The only thing I'm willing to pay for to keep using is YouTube TV because at least that's a product I'm paying for and I know they're not selling my data. Because what can they be selling? What shows I wanna watch? Who cares? Yeah, that that's what they would do actually. Especially what, if it's associated with your existing account and it's not like a, a Smurf account that you made just for YouTube TV. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I guess I will be using Google Fiber though soon. Oh, yeah. Well, you can set up uh, an outline VPN, which is actually what... Um, it's related to Google because the holding company or the, the main company alphabet owns this uh, security company called jigsaw that made this open source outline VPN product in March. And it's super dead simple to use, but it totally obscures all your traffic. So like if I look at my unified controller, um, the the hits to Pornhub have decreased because it's all obscured through the VPN now. Oh yeah. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Google Fiber won't be logging that. And then with I'm Brave, wondering if I should run my own like my own subnet once I move into that place behind my own firewall. Yeah, you could just hook up your router and be double natted. Yeah, and then that way I don't have to worry about Google's. Uh, yeah, I don't want to use their hardware. Double nat. Yeah. I do it all the time. Just dedicate one port if you're using your PF Sense box. Dedicate one port to be like a, a DMZ. So when you tap into that, it just takes you straight to Google. So you have a diagnostic port. You don't have to deal with any port forwarding shit. Right. Would that monopolize all your ports, though? Can you only route one port to one IP? To be honest, I've never worked with a Google Fiber box before. I I don't the DMZ on your PFSense box. uh, I don't know. I haven't run a DMZ on my PF Sense box. I haven't needed to. Um, I don't know. I did that for double netting because I needed at least a diagnostic network plus something that's isolated. That's that's the main thing for me is I just wanted to be isolated off of that Google. I think you should. Uh, what are they the security the wireless router that you have 
what do they call it? The, the AC light or AC yeah. pro? Yeah, the AC light. I think you could set up a secondary wireless network that only has access that doesn't have any LAN access. If you set it up as a, or maybe that is required. Maybe you have to have a USG, the security gateway, the router. We could get one of those. Because if I wanted to get gigabit speeds anyway, I would need one. Uh, the PF Sense box I have is only good for like 500, if that. Yeah, but it only does access control lists at gigabit speeds. As soon as you enable any intrusion detection or prevention, you go to like one-fourth that speed. Mm-hmm. Or in the case of the 10 gig box, they sell a 10 gigabit uh, security gateway XG edition, and that thing has like it has a Xeon in it, and as soon as you turn on that advanced filtering, you cripple the bandwidth from 10 gigabits to 1. Huh. So that's the only device you could buy if you have a gigabit symmetric fiber connection that will actually filter it. 16 cores, 16 gigs of RAM. Wow. The coolest thing about that particular router is that it has that little LCD panel. Yeah. The cool thing would be if you compromise that thing, you could put meat spin on that display. Be like that episode of Silicon Valley with the uh, the smart fridge where uh, Gilfoil hacks it to d- be showing a mime that's like sucking a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's firm the firmware push it gets pushed to all of the refrigerators. Oh, I don't think I ever like finished some, that episode. It's I like think some, I just saw it on the, YouTube. There's some family having dinner in the background. There's this mime like like deep throating an invisible dick <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> so did he just replace the firmware binary or something on the website? Yeah, because they were trying to because their algorithm or whatever, how it's designed is it works off of it piggybacks off of devices and uses the that device to do the encoding. So it's not centralized and they needed to move the code to another platform as soon as possible because they couldn't hack the Wi-Fi at the of whatever the event was to get it on everybody's phones. So Gilfoil by accident pushed because he wanted to fuck with Dinesh. Or no, it wasn't Dinesh. He wanted to fuck with uh, the Asian guy. Uh, what's his name? Sun Young or An Young or Jin Yang. Jin Yang. They, they, they wanted to fuck with Jin Yang because it was Jin Yang's fridge. He pushed that firmware, but he didn't realize that he made it so that it pushed it to all... It, like, he basically got hacked the server that was issuing the firmware, and he did it just to fuck with that one refrigerator, but inadvertently, he ended up fucking with all of the models. And so they attached the Pied Piper code, their algorithm, to that and accidentally ended up having their algorithm running on all of the smart refrigerators that that firmware went to. And they like saved the company accidentally by doing that. In the green one. Okay. That's because they were about to go belly up. This is like the end of season four, I think. Leaves. This is the Jin Yang trash scene. The blue one is for recycling. Go ahead and put those in there. Where he's talking about burning yeah. trash. And he's like, what about garbage? Very good. <laughs> Yeah. Black one is for can't all burn other trash. trash. Jin Yang. What about garbage? <laughs> yes. Which is for burning? No. 
We don't burn trash um, in this country. It's illegal. Even staying dry. You never burn trash. Okay, can you say that? <laughs> Wait, I the never burn 10 seconds trash. From now. I never burn trash. Yes. W what about garbage? Thank you for waiting. Am I staying dry? Uh, no. I walked to to get coffee in a downpour, soaked my pants. Oh man, I got completely drenched today going into a client's. It, the water went through my jacket into my t-shirt, my, my work shirt, and I was only maybe in the rain for 30 seconds. It was coming down that hard. It's one of those times where I was like, why don't I have an umbrella? Or like, I know I don't. rain jacket. It's like, I know I don't have one because I'm in Southern California, but a rain jacket still, the water goes somewhere. So it stays on the outside of the jacket and then you take it off and wherever you place it, it's going to leave a big watery mess. Yeah. You don't want to just throw it on the floor. Like you can just throw an umbrella on the floor. You don't want to throw your jacket on the floor. You put it in your coworker's chair. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that'd be pleasant sitting down in that. <laughs> oh man! So That's I soaked funny. my pants, and then I had to strip down and grab my backup shorts in the drawer. And you have just, backup shorts in a drawer. Well, I have a pair of swim trunks at work in case you shit your pants. You don't make it to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> in case I shit my pants, I take my swim trunks. I go into the ocean, and I wash my ass off <laughs> with the salt water. Yeah, that's funny. You look, yeah, you're so close to the beach. Like, oh man, that yeah, that'd be gnarly going in the water in the ocean while it's been raining like this. Yeah, all the the feces gets washed into the ocean and it'll get you sick. Sounds wonderful. People have died. You can get meningitis. What is that? Should I consult the book of knowledge? It's can kill you. It's like attacks. It eats your brain. Cute the inflammation of the protective membrane covering the brain and spinal cord. Yep, fuck that. I think I there's viral and bacterial. The bacterial one's the bad one. Is that when it gets in your blood? It's where it's really hard to treat it. Hmm. I've got a story. Ties back into where we started. All right. Um, did you hear about that Australian encryption bill where they want companies like Apple to give up their keys? Mm, no, I haven't. Well, that was a thing. And uh, at some point, I imagine there's going to be a bunch of door, knock door knocking the guys at Threema are going to have to, I mean, there's nothing they can give up, but they would be expected to comply or not do business in the country. So well, that country apparently hasn't changed much other than its original uh, foundation of being a prison. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. It's a Commonwealth territory. That's got to be so degrading. Like, I don't know how you could have any sense of national pride if you're Canadian or Australian. Because you are a commonwealth. You're a... 
occupied territory that's owned by Great Britain. Would you say the same about Hawaii? Yeah, but Hawaii is a small little Polynesian nation. These are huge land masses. Australia and uh, Canada. Did you realize that the Union Jack is on the Hawaiian flag? No. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. King Kamehameha uh, worked with the British to take over all the islands. Oh, I thought he won control of all the islands because he lifted a giant rock. Or what? You know, they have those. <laughs> the, they have these, the parable or whatever, how he ascended. He's like a, he's like a god king. Well, why do you think there's a legend he's about like him He's like eight now? feet tall and shit. Yeah. Um, and then there's some other crazy fucking story where I think it, I should have read up on it, but it just, you know, these things, the show's not scripted. Some guy, some diplomat or something, or uh, an admiral, anyway, he used his ships and was, he went to Hawaii to figure out um, what the fuck was wrong with one of his properties or something, and then threatened Hawaii, like threatened to... um do like an artillery uh, barrage against their coast with his naval ships because I think they were taking his land or people were living on it or something. Huh? Somehow that ties into the union Jack. I don't recall. I was Googling it when I was there. Anyway, uh, I sent you a link. This is what all of the, uh, Australians should do. Get one of these Helm personal email servers. This is just a like a dumb box that you plug in. You get near it with uh, an app on your phone, and then any when you're nearby it with the the app on your phone, it exchanges a cryptographic key over Bluetooth, so over short distances so that you prove that you're within proximity of the device and then you can control the helm. Uh, it's like this, what would you describe that shape as? It's like a teepee, but the computers, yeah. the, it's only the top part of like an L that's been tipped over. Yeah. Or like a camping tent. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a tent. One. It's an A frame. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the A frame that holds up the, the white part on the top, with the computers housed and an external drive tray, drive or an can't internal you, drive tray. Can't you set this thing on its side and make it like a bookend? Yeah, you probably could, but the side gets 118 degrees, so wow. it's probably not good. And I think it's the NVMe SSD that does that. But the middle of that TP is metal. That's the heatsink. Hmm. And this thing is managed from the app on your phone, and then. Your phone has a profile installed on it that sets up the email, calendar, contact syncing, everything. You don't ever have to enter credentials, basically. Yeah, that's cool. There's no web interface for the Helm box. Everything just gets routed through a uh, proxy that the Helm company hosts at Amazon and gets routed back to your server, and then you store all your emails 
contacts, calendars, um, on location. As long as you have a reliable internet connection, it won't be a problem. Um, and it's set up correctly. So there's no, you don't have to manage anything. They basically manage it for a hundred dollars a year, which is really nice. And that includes the AWS charges in that. Yeah. You're not hosting anything. They do it all. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. If you want to encrypt your messages so that the contents can't be read, you're still going to have to use uh, PGP and stuff because that's not an inherent part of email. Yeah. Two gigs of RAM and 128 gig NVMe SSD seems like overkill. So I wonder what other features they're going to include in this thing. Would you consider one if you're talking about moving away from Google? Yeah. Uh, I still don't think, I mean, if I just wanted a plain alternative to Google, I'd just go over to Microsoft and just have hosted exchange for $5 a month. But, um, I, if the price was a little bit lower, I would consider this. I like the idea of it. It's a lot of money though. You could prepay three years of no, like f- four years of uh, just exchange in the cloud. You know, for that price. Yeah, but the whole point of this is there is no cloud host. Yeah, it's so you have complete control over your mail. I get that. I just don't trust Google. And there's no good free alternatives to Google. Not going to use Yahoo. Fuck yeah, them. you're going to have to pay no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. So Which it's is a like good thing. The, five bucks a month is very reasonable, though, for what you get with. Uh, yeah, that's hard to beat. Yeah. Maybe Fastmail has something for five bucks a month. Never heard of Fastmail. They're a really good email provider. That's who I would go with if I wanted a, an alternative that was purely hosted or managed. Yeah, they have five dollars and three dollars a month. What about MailChimp? That's for bulk email. They don't do personal email. Oh, okay. And you can make an account there for free. Unless you have a mailing list, it's pointless. Yeah, basic is $3 per user per month. But you're going to want $5 a month to get your own domain name. And then that's full everything you expect. Calendar, contacts, all that. Push email. They even have an app. They have their own app and their own API. Their own email inbox standard. That's not IMAP. It's JMAP. And it works way better. It's way faster. Everything's in sync all the time. How do you configure that with an email client? JMAP, you wouldn't. You would use IMAP. But they have JMAP for... They're trying to... I think they're open sourcing it or it is open source. So other email clients could implement it and it would just be a way better experience. This is their, their own technology that they're open sourcing. In general, this company is really good. They go out of their way to make sure that you have two-factor authentication enabled. I think they support U2F, so you can use your YubiKey. 
to authenticate and then you can't use your password to uh, authenticate against any application. You have to generate application-specific passwords. So that way they're unique. So even if your password gets compromised in some data breach somewhere. Because those legacy applications and protocols like IMAP, they can't do two-factor. You're not going to be doing a challenge response over IMAP. Exchange can, though. You're signing in through uh, the web. No. You cannot over any legacy email protocol. No, the web, exchange. It's the web. Not IMAP or... You're talking about the pop. website. Yeah, through the web. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. The web, you can do anything you want. But those are just abstractions on top of the mail database. I, mean, I guess so is IMAP. The, for the, It's a protocol to exchange mail, but... I'm describing legacy email clients, desktop email, like using Outlook. Yeah, that's... Through the web browser, you could do anything. You got JavaScript. You could... The difference these days anything. between the Outlook web app versus the Outlook desktop client is not... There's some features that you're missing out on, but not very many. There's enough to do what you need to do with just the web app. I would think it would be full featured. I don't know what else would be missing. Some of the con like some of the advanced stuff like um contact sharing and stuff like that, it's almost impossible to fucking work get working right with a web version without having to like I've never gotten like if you want to share out like a or let's say you want to share out a contacts list to another person in your exchange server, then there's not really any way to easily do that through the web app. You can share a contact, like you can send a VCF over or a con you could send a VCF file over. But if, if you don't want to just give everyone all your contacts and you just want to share them out, just like give them access through your exchange. There's not really a way to do that through, um, through the web app. That's an interesting concept. So it's like a, it'd be like it's sharing like, a like photo linked. album. Yeah, it's like yeah. a linked okay. contacts list, yeah. So you still control it and can revoke access. But in right. theory, they could drag the contacts out and make a copy, couldn't they? No. You can't export any of the contacts to a VCF if it's a shared, uh, if, it's, if you're accessing it through a shared mailbox, or not a shared mailbox, a shared contacts list in exchange. Huh. I mean, you could it's write the names and, and numbers down, yeah. but or take photos. I guess that would be quick. But if you got a thousand contacts, I'll take forever. Got anything um, else? Yeah, that uh, battle royale update came out for CS today. Ooh, yeah, that looks good. I actually played one quick game of it before I had to meet my dad for dinner. It's really interesting. It's slower paced. There's only 18 people per match. In my first match, I made it. I got third place. I killed like four, three or four people. You have to find ammo in like containers 
and you have to loot the containers bullet by bullet. So you're like sitting there and Wait, you mag by bullet, mag or bullet by bullet. Bullet by bullet. You, I, I have what you start with a like you start with no weapons. You start with your fists when you land, and then <laughs> you have to find like a Glock or whatever. You find a Glock. It's got six rounds in it and no magazine. And then you have to like get money, and you can use the buy screen anywhere on the map for the whole match. So you get you can buy ammo through money, or you can find ammo on the ground, which are in boxes. You have to break boxes open, like either with melee or shoot them to get them to open up. And then once it's open, like if it's an ammo box, you sit there and you have to hold like E while you loot, loot bullet by bullet. It's like it's just taken bullet by bullet out. And you see like your magazine filling up each time you do that. Wow. It's very like slow and methodical. And when you spawn into the game, everyone gets to see where you're going to land. You pre-assign a spot on the map that hasn't been taken yet for a landing spot. So it like creates like these little circles on the map when someone claims it. And then so once everyone's picked their spot, then the game starts and you just drop in. Like you drop, you rappel down from like a helicopter with a rope. So, sorry, I was Googling some stuff and I have a feeling you just discussed this. Do you like leap out of a aircraft like DB Cooper? You use a rope. Like so you, you, use rappel a rope. Out of, you rappel out of a helicopter. But are you inmates, like at a prison or something? It's something like that. It's a black site. The black map is site. actually called Black Site, yeah. So are you, do you, th- do you get the feeling that everybody's a prisoner and you're... Yeah, you got like yellow jumpsuits. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Huh. What happens when you win? If you win. I don't know. I got third though. They have a whole leveling system and everything. And if you bought the game... I'm assuming you, I know you, well, you, I know you own it because we played it. If yeah. you own the game before it went free to play today, you get like some tiered status. It's called prime mode where like you get priority matchmaking and you get some other weapon skins and stuff. What was that game where you could change your player skin so that you just had a big like pixelated wagging dick? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you played some game. And you said that you could take your pants off and it was just a pixelated dick wagging. Oh, that was, um, I know what you're talking about. It's some ridiculous over the top game, like a third person shooter. Yeah. That's you what they for Counter-Strike. And you got your pixelated cock just flopping around. Yeah. But the, the fucking pickle smoochers at, uh, at Valve, they got rid of teabagging. They make it very difficult to teabag now. You go and you squat over somebody's face and you get like one and a half pumps and then it goes slow motion. Yeah. Valve became fags. Because fags don't teabag. (laughs) Is that a is that a fact? Uh, Well literal fags do, I guess. Not the fags I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, the uh, the annoying uh, piddle smoochers at uh, at Valve. Yes. Yeah. Nothing to do with sexual orientation. Just uh, just the fags. <laughs> like, uh, what's that comedian? The he's like a redhead. Balding. Louis C.K. Yeah, Louis C.K. His skit on fags. Oh yeah. <laughs>
I like, uh, he couldn't really describe his usage of it, but it was amusing. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see if I can look that up on uh, YouTube. I can, but it's, ah, it's three minutes. You got to watch um, Tom Segura's skit about midgets. Midgets? Yeah. I don't know what gay was. No, I it's haven't like, been told. Why do midgets that. look so angry, but when they walk, they look like they're so happy? <laughs> and mean gay. When I was a kid, you call somebody faggot. <laughs> Just like being a faggot, you know? And then he makes noises. He's that like, summarizes this, it right this midget came up to me, and I hear me, 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 me. It's like, what the fuck is that? And, he, and then I look down, and this midget is just yelling at me. How old's that clip? It's pretty old. This is a skit he's been doing for a long time. You think he still does it? He went on Joe Rogan talking about how he got in trouble for using the N-word and the R-word in one of his shows. What's the R-word? Retard. People get offended by that. He, he, the silence doesn't really convey the disappointment in my face. Yeah. My eyes might get stuck like this, though. It's the offensive to people that have children with Down syndrome, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. Faggot because they're being um, a faggot, you know? Oh, yeah. I need to update my Apple Watch. Yeah, what? I don't think there's anything in the update that we really need. There's the passive uh, regular heartbeat monitoring now that'll give you notifications. You don't need the new Apple Watch for that? Nope. It's series one through series. No, the new Apple Watch, you get the ACG. Okay. Yeah, that you need the two points of contact. United States and its territories of Puerto Rico, Guam, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Is the Northern Mariana Islands considered part of Guam? Uh, it's Oceania, isn't it? Mm, I don't know. Oceania. I'm not seeing the uh, Melanesia, the Micronesia, Polynesia, and Australi Australasia. Bonin Islands, Japan, Hawaii, Clipperton Island, Juan Fernandez Islands, Campbell Islands. Palau, Fiji, Tonga. This is not in there. We should make a Nathan Penetration Island. Yeah, we should. We can make it like the what's the island that that guy? Yeah, I was thinking the, the same thing. Girls. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> like, what island is that Clinton guy's name? Uh, some Jewish name. Epstein, Jeffrey yep. Epstein. Yep, yep, that was it. On the Lolita Express. Yeah. 
All right. Jeffrey uh, Edward Epstein is an American financier and registered sex offender. He is? Yeah. In 2008, Epstein was convicted of soliciting underage girl for prostitution, which he served 13 months in custody. Well, at least he didn't get caught with a noose around his dick and some meth in his pocket like that uh, <laughs> airplane consultant on uh, CBS. <laughs> no, he's on CNN. CNN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a noose around your cock and meth in your pocket. Yeah. All right. Uh, I want to wrap up with, with Brave. Brave is... Uh, actually a pretty cool browser it's got a little tor private browsing window mode which is useful if you're on public wi-fi because it tunnels your traffic uh other than that i can't even tell that i'm using brave it feels like i'm using chrome all my stuff got imported really easily i imported over 20 accounts and the only thing it's missing is account syncing which I saw on their open source project. Looks like it's in beta. Yeah, it's weird. They you can when you have a profile, there's a sync button there that doesn't work. You notice that? Yeah, I was looking all over for the setting, and all they did like, was what the hell? They just removed it. They removed the option to turn it on and off. So maybe in the dev version you can get it, but I'm not gonna mess with that because when I was looking at the source code for the syncing, it uses S3 and some like text files. So your stuff certain fields might get encrypted and then put into this file in S3. And then whenever you sync, it's just comparing things. Yeah, it's a cool browser. I like it so far. I like that it has the little mini Chrome. Uh, uh, the private browser mode has a Tor mode because sometimes you don't have a VPN set up like your outline VPN. Because those things, they use Tor, uh, Docker containers and... <laughs> Docker is fucking impossible to diagnose things on, and I didn't make this this Docker container, so I don't give a fuck. So every time I have a problem with it, I just destroy the instance and create a new one. And if you set up the Outline VPN using what is that other VPS? DigitalOcean. It's a one-click thing. You push a button, and it automatically sets up the whole Outline VPN, and then you click a button, and it makes it go away. But it's not as cheap as Vulture. It's five dollars a month versus two fifty or three fifty on Vulture, which is fine. Yeah. But my favorite part is that uh, I can't tell that I'm using the Brave browser. It has some content blocking built in apparently, but I haven't noticed it over uBlock Origin, which I installed anyway. That's it. Alrighty. Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. Bringyourwallet.com slash donate to share the show and support the show. See you next week. Sayonara.